Welcome back, everyone, to Two Dudes Rank Tunes. I'm Bradley Cooper. And I am Curtis Cooper, and I feel the thickness. Yes, the, the tasteful thickness of it all. Because we are, we're still in the middle of first album, you know, month. And we're on the second to last album of that. And we're talking about Disturbed's first album, The Sickness. Now, those of you who listen to us know, and we've reviewed quite a few Disturbed albums. So we're, we're actually, I think we're, we're getting close to reviewed all of them. I think we only have maybe <laughs> like three left after this, right? Let, let's see. We still got to review Liberate, or Believe, rather. Believe, Believe. yeah. Believe ten thousand fists we haven't reviewed. Yeah. Um and evolution. And evolution. Not counting, of course, the lost children. Yeah, yeah. I wonder if we we should do like a special like B side like episode. Yeah, where we oh, just that'd pick be, something. That'd be fun. Yeah. So we're talking about the sickness now. Disturbed has been around since the nineties. And I was curious because when I when we were watching the music videos, it looked like it was all the same band members. And they all of them have been with the band from the very beginning until the present, except for the bass player. The oh. bass player, Steve Fuzz K-Mac, was in the band until 2003, after which he was replaced with John Moyer. Not hmm. John Mayer, John Moyer. Moyer. Yeah, which is honestly, that's pretty impressive. They've been around since the 90s and they have almost like everyone still in the band. That's crazy. Yeah, that like most bands have to sever through some drama yeah and i think a lot of bands from that early on like probably the only original founding member left is like the singer like i think that's the case with yeah. trivium so mm-hmm. it's so this album it's a this is i think what most people think of when they think of disturbed which is unusual because yeah. most of the time the band's first album isn't like the album you know yeah usually usually it's like their second third album mm-hmm. another thing that's interesting is that at pretty much all their live shows they're gonna at least play like three songs from their yeah, first it, album i'd say it's it's wild because like i can't imagine them not playing like actually four songs like the mm-hmm. first four songs i can't imagine them ever not playing those four songs yeah yeah and of course this this album includes the song they're most famous or infamous for depending on how you look at it <laughs> But why don't we get right into sickness and see how it measures up with the first song, Voices. Now, what was oh, your first man. reaction to this song? First reaction is let that new metal flow. Yeah, okay. This is the most new metal album I uh, think I've listened to in a very long time. Yeah, <laughs> it's so fun. Yeah, what's funny about new metal is that there's a lot of opportunity for misheard lyrics, and I swear... I thought he said, are you breathing soot? Like, that's what I, it sounds like he's saying. But no, he's just, oh, yeah. are you breathing? Ugh. There's so many words that, like, I've never looked up the lyrics for. And I'm like, oh, he's saying that? Yeah, like, it sounds like completely different. I really, so, I think this song creates a great first impression because it starts with a really good riff. It starts with, and David Draymond, he just has a very uniquely, a uniquely sounding voice. Like, there's... Yeah. That, that's one thing I think that really appeals to me is if I can listen to a band and tell instantly it's that band that yeah. appeals to me. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like they're well, just they're just so unique. Still, there's still nobody that's really emulated them that well. Yeah, and okay, we got to talk about that music video for this song for a second. Oh, oh it's so good. 
so this music video is like this guy in an office in the early 2000s and he's just walking around and he's getting like bullied by all his co-workers but then he's imagining like humiliating them by like tying them to a chair or like knocking some papers out of a girl's hand or like beating surprisingly not as sexist as i was expecting yeah like when the girl like there's a scene where like the girl like drops something on him i'm expecting oh no it's gonna show him like doing something weird but that's like no yeah. he just like flips some papers out of her hand yeah <laughs> It's like okay, I could, I could, I can understand that. Yeah. And um, the, the funniest scene, Chris, tell them what the funniest scene in that music video is. All right, so there's this scene like during the bridge, where like, and this coincides with another one of my points. Like, I love the demonic sounding bridge. Yes, and it it's so good. And the music video is literally like a spiritual form, like a force ghost of <laughs> David Draymond wearing office attire, like yep. full white shirt and tie. And like he's like whispering in this guy's ear, like, do what you are compelled to do. Save me, God. <laughs> yeah, it's it's incredible. Like, Love it. So my interpretation of this song specifically is I think this song is about the voices in your head, obviously. Mm -hmm. But it's about it's kind of a dualistic. Because on the one hand, you've got like the voice in your head can lead to repetitive damaging thoughts, like, oh, you're not good enough. But they can also like lead you as a, to a call to action to do something about the, what you're experiencing. Yeah, totally. What do you it, think about it. it? Yeah, I think that uh, I totally agree with that. I didn't really have any other like notes about um, the meaning of the song. My favorite lyric, though, was, uh, and oh, right. All right, Fred, I don't know how you're feeling, but I feel like I'm going to swear on this podcast and I'm going to yeah. do, I'm going to say the words. We're going to say the bad words. I'm going to say, I'm going to preface it with this in case one or both of our moms ever looks this crap up. Yeah. <laughs> first of all, you all have no business listening to this album. Yes. You will not like this album. You don't want to know what our thoughts on this album are. And uh, you're going to hear us say naughty words on this podcast. So yes. just be warned. Love you, mom. <laughs> love you, love you dearly, mother. Uh, yeah. But so, uh, my tell me what my your favorite, favorite lyric. My favorite lyric was, "I'm gonna talk about some freaky shit now." My my mine was the next one. Someone is gonna die when you listen to me. <laughs> like this song is so much fun, and like me and you have both heard this live, and it is even better live. Oh, it's incredible live! All right, score wise, I gave this one a high score. I gave it an eighteen. I really yep, like this I song. Gave, I gave it a seventeen. It just it just rips. Yeah, it's just such a it's such a fun intro to this album. So let's add that up. And ooh, we're talking about the game next. Oh now, man, the game. Now this song, I remember Curtis. So those of us, those of you who've listened to us for a while, know that we, you, I, I, I knew of Disturbed. I'd listened to Ten Thousand Fists, but then I listened to it a lot when we were I was riding the car with you, and you were like, "Oh, you should check out Disturbed." So I got into it. And then as I was going through listening to all the albums, you were like, yeah, the game, you know, it's good. But, you know, the lyrics are a little something. Or Yeah. <laughs> so you know, why, they're, they're... why don't you talk a little bit about that song? What yeah. do you think about it? So I've, I've gone through a little bit of a metamorphosis with this song over the years. Mm -hmm. um, and when I first heard it, I was like, oh, this is really good. Because I was in high school and, like, this song is really edgy. It's a yeah. breakup song. Like, one of the all-time breakup songs, honestly, mm. for me. Um, but as I, like, got older and, like, my my viewpoints on some things kind of evolved, I was like, this song is kind of sexist um, mm -hmm. to a certain degree. 
Um, because like I mean, like uh, lyrically, they're like calling like somebody a bitch, and it's like a little like uh, just a little like mean spirited sounding. But then your sister was talking to you about oh, yes. a, the Disturbed concert because me and Brad went and saw Disturbed for the first time together in Nashville in 2018. Yeah, or 2019. I think it was 19. I uh, believe. It was right after Evolution, so I think it was like uh, it was 2019. Yeah, yeah, because we yeah, later yeah. we saw them again that same year. So yeah, yeah, because it was like February that year. Yeah. And uh, you in I think that me and you were both kind of like we weren't so so on the game, but we were like yeah, it's okay. But then your sister was like, wait until you hear it live. Yeah. And Brad, let me just say, after hearing this song live, this song rips again. Oh yeah. My thought on the song, my first thought listening to the song, I'm like, is this song a breakup song or is this about someone trying to murder someone? Like, yeah. will she run for life now in the battle that ends this day? But I looked up what David Draymond says the song is about. Ooh, I like that. And his he says this song is, quote, speaking about the manipulative nature of most people, that you should be cautious when playing with emotions or someone may make you accountable at some point in time. <laughs> that's that's such a political answer yeah. i love that yeah david draymond sometimes he gives really political answers about yeah. stuff he's like well you know the song's about you know expressing some negative emotions from time to time <laughs> or like his his uh his quote about the animal it's about being a werewolf you're turning into a werewolf that's what the song's about <laughs> yeah yeah i really like the electronic intro in this song yeah like this, this album has a lot of little it has mixed mixed sounds together mm-hmm. it's very experimental yeah i was actually like, watching I, the go ahead go ahead oh i was just gonna say i love the frenetic pace of this song I do too. That was actually something I was listening to a YouTuber who does like reacts to albums for the first time. And she brought that up too, that there's a really energy throughout this album. And a lot of the songs use a lot of, it it mixes the sounds in a very interesting way where Mm -hmm. it creates a certain impression. My favorite lyric was, um, I really liked uh, the yow, just that in general. Yeah, yeah. Uh, my, mine was mine was the chorus because the chorus is classic is she not right is she insane will she now run for life and battle in this day i also yeah, love that the bridge the bridge in true disturbed fashion is just david draymond chanting a bunch of incoherent nonsense that is so true because like, like spotify doesn't even try to give those give that lyrics no it's just like blah, blah, blah. <laughs> so the game you know i liked it i liked it pretty much i gave it a 15 what'd you give it I gave it a 19. Ooh, that's a spicy I thought, I thought it was a, a fine banger. It is a good banger. So let's talk about Stupefy. Possibly the second most well, well, yeah, maybe like the third most there. well-known. Yeah, it's, it's definitely top five in terms of well-known, like up there with like 10,000 fists. Yeah. My first thought is, I mean, at some level, what is there to say about this song? Because it's like, it's a classic. I mean, this song is classic Disturbed. Nothing compares to chanting fuck at a concert. Yes. But here, like okay, here, that, that's an unbelievable feeling. It, yeah. What was funny is I always thought the lyric was all the people in the left wing fuck and all the people in the right wing fuck, but apparently it's a Spotify claims it's rock, which I don't believe it for a second. I don't believe it. It doesn't sound like that. And plus, like, that's kind of the whole message of the song, right? That like, yeah, yeah, we all might separate ourselves based on all these differences, but ever made by fucker. Yeah. 
the work by yeah. System of a Down that I love. It's separate, separate, <laughs> separate artist who says that uh, everyone needs a motherfucker because all of us were born because someone fucked <laughs> them off. Oh, that's amazing. <laughs> Um, so a little story about, um, when I first heard Disturbed. So I was in eighth grade sitting in the back of English class and like me and my friend would, uh, listen to music and, uh, my friend got me into it and he was like, yeah, I heard about this band and apparently at their concerts, they just chant fuck. That sounds crazy. (laughs) (laughs) And I'm like, that is the single edgiest thing I've ever heard in my life. I love these people. Oh yeah. My introduction to Disturbed was, I think I was playing Need for Speed Underground. Yeah. Which is, you know, a little bit, you know, it's it's a little bit of an edgy E-rated game. And mm. they had two songs from Disturbed on there, Decadence and Stricken. I remember listening to those and be like, ooh, this sounds pretty good. That's a random couple of songs to include on there. Yeah, it is. Like, it's funny, like a lot of my like really early music tastes, I can pinpoint where I heard it in like a video game I was playing. Mm-hmm. Like the first time I heard Power Man 5000 was in a 2001 s- snowboarding game. So Nice. First time, first time I heard him was in Shadow the Hedgehog. Oh yeah, for like GameCube. <laughs> oh, classic. So my my thoughts about Stupefy, I think his way of singing here makes it difficult to understand the lyrics, but that gives the song yeah. a primal feel. Mm-hmm. It works well with it. Yeah, like uh, it has that like animalistic feel almost. Mm-hmm. And um, obviously, my favorite lyric is all the people in the right wing on in the left wing fuck, and yep, all the people same. in the right wing fuck. Yeah. Um, now. The, the chant in the middle, I initially thought like, oh, that's just more like nonsense. But like, it's actually, it's actually Hebrew. Really? Yep. It's uh, Tef, Tefaked. And uh, it means be afraid. Oh, that is. And I'm like, that is the coolest shit I've ever heard in my life. Yeah. So for those who don't know, David Draymond is Jewish, and so he's he's very he's very proud of his Jewish heritage, and I think that I think that's cool that he included that in the song. Yeah, that is neat. Like and a I think, subtle like nod to that. Yeah, his brother I think lives in Israel, like a class trained singer as well, which is really cool. Mm-hmm. That is cool. Yeah, and of course, my last thing to say about the song, I love how it bleeds into the next song. Yeah, I was about to say like this doubles as an amazing intro at the end to down the signal yeah so stupefy i mean i gave this one an 18 i really liked it yeah i like it a lot too i gave it a 16 nice but now we have to discuss the uh sickness in the room the rona in yep. the room <laughs> <laughs> okay so quick quick side note here one of my favorite memes during covid it was just a picture of like David Draymond. It was a news story, and it just said, uh, "Disturbed man refuses to self isolate. Says he's down with the sickness." Oh, <laughs> uh, that's one of those early COVID memes. Yeah, they're, they're early COVID memes. There's something special about those. Like there, there was just like mm-hmm. I feel like everyone was kind of in the same boat before, like before it was politicized. You know? Yeah, yeah. Everyone was just like, "Well, this is wild. This yep. is silly." Yeah, but let's talk about Down with the Sickness. And my first thought is, you know, it's about society, Batman. It's about how society gives you the whole reach around. <laughs> they don't think we'll ape out. <laughs> yeah, um, 
Okay. So Curtis, what's your thoughts about this song, specifically about this song's, you know, legacy or how it's been, how it's aged over time? All right. So here's the deal. Here's the deal. Um, I'm going to sound like a big old hypocrite, like when we get to the score. But uh, with that being said, in like Disturbs broader discography, mm-hmm. this song is overrated. Ah, yeah. In my humble opinion, mm. just because like, the way the popularity and like the way people talk about this song and talk about this that uh, talk about disturbed you'd think that disturbed was a one-hit wonder mm-hmm. which they are not because a plenty of their songs have gone absolutely viral yes but uh this song like is so like ingrained with disturbed and what's wild is like i'd say like 95 percent of their music sounds nothing like this song. That is what's so true about it because this is, it's a very new metal. It mm-hmm. has like the most, wow, 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 you know, the wow, uh, uh. yeah. And like mm-hmm. the sec, the infamous bridge where he's like talking about the, the abuse from a parent, specifically a mother, yeah. like it's, it's so over the top that it borderlines on goofy. Yeah. It's, it's just yeah. goofy. Mm-hmm. And again, I'll be a hypocrite too, because I think I like this song, but I do agree with you. This song is become the face of Disturbed, and it's not really what they sound like at all if you listen to no. any new stuff. It's not a representative sample. Yeah. It's weird um, that this is the song that became huge. I get why yeah. it did, because yeah. it has sort of that single energy, you know? And, it, and it's unique. Um, <laughs> yeah. So, uh, like, that being said, like, I love this song. Mm-hmm. I'll always love this song. The tribal beats in the beginning, especially, are just classic. Like, oh, yeah. it always gets you energized. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm going to read verbatim one of my notes. The best songs would make a good Darth Vader AMV. This song would make a good Darth Vader AMV. <laughs> <laughs> yes, that's true. Among my thoughts, I tried to come up with a unique interpretation, may not unique, but I think. This song is about how society itself makes you sick because it takes what you are becoming and corrupts it and makes it. Mm. It mm. takes what could be a natural progression. And then because it says, oh, you're bad for being that way. And then that yeah. that kind of becomes a self-fulfilling prophecy, gets you down mm. with the sickness. Ooh, I like that. I like yeah. that. And you can even uh, see that during the abuse part where it's like mm-hmm. <laughs> slowly just gets angry and then wants to, you know, murder the person doing that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And like, like, like we mentioned, like this is one of the most legitimately insane bridges ever in any song. Yes. And like, I was trying to think, and I'm curious to see what your thoughts are. What is the second most insane disturbed bridge that you oh, can think of? Oh, oh, oh. Because like, I can't think of a strong answer. There's a few that like I thought of like my my new drug reaction was actually like for completely opposite reasons like the bridge and save our last goodbye. I was singing the exact same thing. Really, it goes really heavy. I am yeah. shocked that we both said the same one, but like yeah. that that bridge is freaking crazy too. Mm-hmm. Asylum but, but, like, not, also has another yeah. pretty good bridge. Like yeah, that. Asylum has a great bridge. Like I don't know if I'd qualify it as like insane like this bridge mm-hmm. though. No, um, but. But yeah, um, my favorite lyric from this song is actually the very first one because I love the tone that it sets. Drowning deep in the sea, in my sea of loathing, broken your servant, I kneel. 
Yeah, I always thought he was saying broken your servant darkness. Like that's why I thought he was saying. <laughs> my fair. favorite lyric was looking at my own reflection when suddenly it changes. Violently it changes. I mean, this is like okay. Would this song go on like a top ten disturbed songs for you? I don't think so it might be it might be close it might come in at like 11 or 12 but like Mm -hmm. there's just so many disturbed songs that i have such a like a closer affinity towards yeah i think this would be more like a top 15 for me yeah so i mean uh, score wise i mean for all those complaints i gave it a 17 it's a good song yeah and i mean for all those complaints i gave it a 19.5 oh (laughs) (laughs) oh that's hilarious you gave it the highest score so far well because like I feel like it's been more in vogue lately for like review sites to give like a video game a 10 out of 10, but have like a bunch of negative points on it as well. Cause That's I feel true. like with some, with something you love and I love disturbed, mm-hmm. I feel like I have just as many critiques as I do. Yeah. Um, That's how I feel about video yeah. games too. Like sometimes the video games I love, I'm more critical of just because you notice, you notice more the stuff that's off that if it could just be tweaked could be perfect. So let's uh, talk about the very, very, very hard cut in this album, where we suddenly go from down to sickness to violence fetish. Oh, man. Okay. All right. All right. So here's the thing. I I listened to this album twice during Mm -hmm. the course of the last week. Mm -hmm. Um, And the first time I listened to it, I was pretty hard on the second half of it, or more like the last two thirds of it. Um, But like on my second listen, like, it still is a drop-off. Like, it yes. definitely is still a drop-off. But mm-hmm. I did find some things to love. Yes. Uh, or at least enjoy. Um, mm-hmm. But here's the thing. Here's the thing. If we cut it right here, then this album is number one on our rankings. Yeah. Because, but... like, we started with four bangers. Yep. Absolute bangers. Yep. But Violence Fetish, in and of itself, um, it's about indulging violent tendencies. Yeah. Yeah, uh, this, according to David Draymond, he said this track speaks about the human necessity for some violent sort of release and encourage that it be done at the show. <laughs> <laughs> um, I mean, this does have like a lot of songs on this album, some fun new metal energy, yeah. with, like the faster lyrics. And I will say my favorite, my favorite lyric um, is totally something me and you would, would have quoted back and forth to each other, like incessantly if we both discover this and we were like in high school or something because mm-hmm. it's absolutely our sense of humor because it's like bring the violence it's significant <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah my favorite lyric was in the bridge where it says tell me what i'm supposed to be another goddamn yeah that, that's a solid one yeah yeah, yeah. i re- I, th- I thought this song for what it is like it's it's a definitely a noticeable drop off, like you said, but I don't think it's as bad as you know some of the other songs on here. So no, no, yeah, yeah. So like score wise, I liked it all right. I gave it a thirteen. What'd you give it? I gave it a thirteen as well. Ooh, that's a good score. Good solid score. And then let's talk about fear. Do you fear me? <laughs> I like the funky opening. Yeah, the funky opening is fun. The intro almost sounds like a Rob Zombie song. That was my first A little thought. bit. That's yeah. a good point. I didn't think about that. I will say, okay. The huh, 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 huh. <laughs> that, 
dates this song. Like this, that really yeah. dates the hardcore. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but and, and like and like lyrically, it feels like just another like irreverent, like I'm built different type of song. <laughs> yeah, and Disturbs has done a lot of songs like that. This is the, yeah. this is definitely more of a Limp Biscuit style. Yeah, because okay, I just want to read you my favorite lyric because this does not sound like Disturbed these days at all. Punk ass, are you listening? Can you hear me? Are you deaf and dumb to my words? Yeah, my favorite lyric was, "Hey reject, are you no one?" <laughs> <laughs> it's like, ain't no way, like fifty year old David Draymond singing that at a mm. concert now. Yeah, I can't imagine him getting on stage and doing that. Like that's just, and it doesn't really fit like his at least his personality now. You know? Yeah. Yeah. Once again, not a bad song. It's just hard for me to remember this one. It's just a little too basic, I think. Mm-hmm. So um, I gave I gave it a ten. I gave it a twelve. It was it was okay. It was okay. It's it's sometimes the drop offs in albums are so noticeable, and this yep. one it's it's really noticeable because this next song, oh, it it's makes a tough me feel one. numb. Yeah. Um. So on the bright side, they do mix soft and heavy. They do, but the problem is neither of the soft or heavy is memorable. It's not memorable. They repeat them, themselves. I get it's supposed to represent how you feel numb, but it's just kind of boring. Yeah, it also has kind of like a sad incel type of vibe when he's yeah. like, I want this. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We kind of forget that incel energy existed before incels were a thing. They just didn't. Oh, yeah. That. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I didn't really have a fit. My only favorite lyric was, you created a rift within me. <laughs> Uh, mine was, I can feel you ripping and tearing and feeding and growing inside me. <laughs> that that part should have been heavier. If they made it that heavier, heavier, it would have been better. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah, not much to say about this one. I gave it an 8. Yeah, I gave it a 10. It was over. Oh, right. <laughs> forgettable. It's crazy, these songs, how forgettable they are. And then, then we will, got... Go ahead. I will say, I will say, once I did enjoy more upon a re-listen this time around um Mm -hmm. i really like the chorus in it um not for any like super specific reason i just think it's catchy to me now where he's like quivering now shivering quivering. yeah Yeah, when we were listening to the music i'm like okay this song is a little bit better like i thought the build-up was cool i thought Mm -hmm. maybe the meaning about could be about addiction or destructive relationships um my favorite you want me yeah my favorite lyric was, I feel your hunger to taste me. Still, your mind won't ever let you say. Your kind is just the type that should use me. Yep. I already said mine because it's the chorus. Uh, yeah. Yep. It's basically, I know you're horny for me. So. Yeah. There's a there's a few more of these horny songs in Disturbed, which again <laughs> is kind of weird because Disturbed yeah. isn't that horny in the rest of their music. Not really. Yeah, they've got a few like sad songs about relationships, mm-hmm. but they're not like you yeah. know horny. But again, this is their new metal years, so they're they're this is a very experimental album. Mm-hmm. So I gave it an eleven. I thought it was on. I gave it a fourteen. I thought this 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 was probably the biggest surprise for me off this album. I thought it was pr- pretty decent. Interesting. Nice. Nice. All right. Ooh, we get into conflict now. This one. I like this one actually. Oh man. Uh, I'm glad I am glad that you appreciate it. 
Like, okay, this song, it's a little goofy. It's a little bit of a protest <laughs> song about, you know, how the government creates our own enemies. <laughs> you <laughs> are enemy. Yeah. I must eliminate my enemy. My enemy. <laughs> yeah. 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 <laughs> I it's did, it's uh, a fun, okay. goofy one. You got to admit the line, you try to tell me you love life, then find another way to kill life. That was a pretty good line. You know, it's about the that, contradiction of war. That is true. It does no have some more, good energy. No more. What did you think? What did you think about conflict? Um, yeah, I mean, the it's fun. It's goofy. Not super memorable. Mm-hmm. Um, I didn't really have a whole lot to say about it, to be honest. What score did you give it? I gave it an 11.5. Not bad. I gave it a 13.75. Accepted. Accepted. Yeah, but that, oh, that, oh, we're talking about Disturbed's first cover song, which is mm. Shout Thousand. What did you think of this one? Yeah, um, this was definitely one that was more fun than I remembered it being. At least their like take on it. Um, yeah, I like it better than the uh, the original version of the song. Which I mean, I don't really like the original song that much anyway. But they have they have some good energy. Yeah, yeah. Um, so, Brad, lyrically, what do you think this song is about? Um, like, I feel like it could be the similar and similar style of uh, music that Disturbed does, where it's about someone let out all that emotion and all that energy. Like, my favorite lyric was, in violent times, you shouldn't have to sell your soul. It's just about yep, sort of laying it out too. and being angry about, you know, everything society's putting you through. Mm. And my last point of the song was, I mean, it's okay, but it's no, I still haven't found what I'm looking for. The greatest cover a Disturbed has ever done. Oh, man. Ishwilf. Ishwilf is a good song. <laughs> so I gave of, it... That's I part gave of their it, Christian rock days. Yeah, that, that's true. That's true. I can't argue with that. Right, uh, so so what did you give Shout? I gave Shout 2K a 13 and a half. I gave it a 10. Not bad. Not bad Not at bad. all. But Brad, it's time for us to drop some plates on these listeners' ass. Oh, this song is something else. <laughs> like, I I don't even really know what to say about this song. This song is just David Draymond rapping. Let's I cannot start, describe let, it. Let's start with the greatest disturbed lyric ever written. A little something for your ear, ear hole. Get up. Get up. <laughs> but also disturbed in the house we drop in plates, plates. <laughs> like this uh, is just a Limp biscuit song like I this is <laughs> I would pay triple the ticket price just for this modern disturbed to sing this song again live yeah like okay it does use the use of my music as a weapon which is a disturbed phrase but it is just yeah. like I'm guessing the plates are the records and they're dropping them on the ass of people who said they were too hot, too fucked in the head. Yeah. Uh, it's just a fun song. This is a goofy song. <laughs> Any other thoughts? Not really. Um, I thought it was fun. Um, I give it a 13.75. I gave it a 13.5. Very close. Very close. But as we end this album, there are many questions we must ask ourselves, such as, what is the meaning of all this? I mean, what is the meaning of life? (laughs) The meaning of life. All right. All right. So um, this song is is a song that I'm going to die on a hill 
It's very lonely, I would assume. <laughs> a disturbed community. And that is, and that is that this song is an absolute banger. <laughs> okay, wasn't the song like the top disturbed song for you over one of your Spotify wrapped? All right, All right. so Spotify wrapped 2021, mm-hmm. my dudes. Yep. It, this was the number six most played song on my Spotify that year. Wow. Easily the number one disturbed song. I don't know. I was just, I was working out a lot that year. I was doing like a very specific like rock climbing workout. Yeah. And I would just pop this song on and I would just hit it. And yeah. it felt good. Sometimes you and, just get uh, the right workout song. Like the right yeah. workout song at the right time will shoot up the rankings. Like, sometimes it just hits. I love the chaotic opening. Mm-hmm. Um, this song is silly mm-hmm. and it's funny. But it's also like it's also like a weird, different type of intense compared to the other like songs mm-hmm. on the album. It's just its own thing. Like yeah, and there's there's like seven or eight songs in this album that like they never replicate again or try mm-hmm. to like like copy off of again. So that that's kind of refreshing in and of itself. And some of them work, some of them don't. This one works for me, yeah. and it's okay if most people don't feel that way. Yeah. My first thought is this is a very new metal song, but new yep. metal in itself. I'm gonna okay. I'm gonna defend new metal for a second because I think it nice. gets new metal was a very experimental style of music. It's like okay, why don't we take sort of the post grunge stuff, a little bit of metal, and drizzle in some hip hop in there and some electronica mm-hmm. tribal stuff and see how it works. And it was specific, you know, the the stereotype is it was designed for sort of you know your midwestern white guy, you know, is a little angry with life. But I think you met some pretty catch good stuff and it produced some stuff that sounds different from almost anything else. Mm-hmm. And like you said, I can understand why The Sickness is people's favorite Disturbed album because it, it does sound very different. Yeah, I think the, the meaning of life is definitely better than the mid stuff on this album. It, it is nice. a very goofy song. My favorite lyric was, mm-hmm. I want your power flowing, juicy, glowing, red, hot meaning of life. <laughs> like that. That oh, that right was so good. This okay. This is just the "I want to bang the goth chick" song. That's all this. Oh is. yeah, hundred percent. Because I mean, like the bridge, which is my favorite lyric, is "Come a little closer, not pretentious, or I'm living with a feeling that I can't ignore." <laughs> I just imagine David David Draymond face, like right there. <laughs> like okay, he especially yes. in his early stuff, he just has like this mug. This just un. Yeah. It's, it's, it's it's hilarious. Just go watch an early like, music video and you'll see what I mean. Like a face where you're like, that man is from Chicago. Yeah. He knows his way around the Chicago rails. The windy city. <laughs> Got your blow hearts, but in February you'll be left evicted in with no job. <laughs> Yo, listen to uh, Mitt Romney versus Rap Battle, people. It's a good one. Freaking classic. Yep. So what score did you give The Meaning of Life? I gave it a 20 out of 20. Whoa. All right. This is going to be how dare you because I gave it a 12. (laughs) How dare you? It's been too long since we disagreed. It has been. Like, we've been on the same wave for a while, so it's it's refreshing. I mean, we were due for one of these, and I couldn't be happier that it's meaning of life. Yep. All right. All right. Let's go through the songs from top to bottom. At bottom, we got Numb with a 9. We got Fear with an 11. We got Shout 2000 with 11.75. 
We have one with a 12.5. Conflink, 12.6. Violence Fetish, 13. Drop in Plates, 13.635. Then we got a big jump. We got Meaning of Life with 16. Nice. Stupefy with 17. And then the top three are the... Okay, Stupefy and the game are both tied for 17. Then the top two are Voices with 17.5 and Down with the Sickness, 18.25. So, Curtis, I'm thinking, why don't we put the top uh, five songs on this on the oh, playlist? That is, that, is an excellent, that is an excellent idea. I appreciate you throwing my Meaning of Life song up there. Yeah. Well, just because there is such a separate... Because there's a, there's a three-point separation. Yeah, there, there's, a, there, there's a clear gap. Okay. So this album, um, I guess, okay, I'll go ahead and go first with my thoughts. Mm-hmm. So as our first album, I understand why it made a splash. It hit the new metal spot well. It has a unique sound. David's voice is really powerful. It has an animalistic feel to it. It has a lot of bangers. That being said, I mean, this album is very, 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 very top heavy. Like yep. the first four songs to the next song, it's like a really hard, jarring cut. I could say, and the sound hasn't aged too well with some of these songs. Like I could say, mm-hmm. if you cut off, if you took like the top five songs and cut off the rest of the album, you'd be fine. <laughs> and even down with the sickness, as iconic as it is, it has been really overplayed. And I think there are better, much better disturbed albums. So mm-hmm. what do you think, Curtis? All right. So, um, I I wrote out my uh, thoughts again this uh, for this week, um, so I'm just gonna read them as they as they sit here. All right. This album this album is a new metal experiment. It Disturb is. throws Disturb throws a lot of different musical ideas at the wall to see what has lasting impact. This results in the most divisive album Ooh. from a quality standpoint. Yes. Um, it's got classics like Down With The Sickness and Stupefy, but ends with a string of forgettable songs. Except Meaning of Life, that song slaps. No cap, that song is better than sex. I would say that song's pretty bussin' by your opinion, wouldn't you say? <laughs> Absolutely bussin'. Does that song have that riz? Oh, this song's got that dog in Dog in him. <laughs> All our Gen Z listeners, you know, uh, I don't care. That's those are fun words to say. If 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 me and Brad are living a life of cringe, we don't want to be based. No. <laughs> if being cringe is wrong, I don't want to be based. <laughs> um, oh. So, all right, here ears. I I I I, okay, I have the feeling that you're in the seventies with this song, this album. Mm. Yeah, that's generally where I'm at. My first question is, where did we, what score did we give Divisive? We gave Divisive a 77. Oh, okay. Oh, oh. So. So, okay. My knee-jerk reaction. I actually, I think, like this album more than Divisive. Because I think it has some top-tier bangers. And at least the misses are interesting misses. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I would say the problem with divisive is it's not divisive enough. Yeah, it, exactly. It should have done something a little bit more chaotic, where it's like, oh, yeah. that's different. Like mm-hmm. even evolution did something different by going softer. Divisive mm-hmm. is just kind of like, okay, here's some baseline. So yeah. since it was a seventy-seven, how are you feeling a seventy-eight? So I am actually going to give it an even eighty. Ooh. So how about? 
Um, so that would leave it with a 79 average. And yep. that would actually tie it with Hotel California. Oh, oh, ooh, ooh. Okay, okay. What are you feeling? Are you feeling this I song feel- is album is better than Hotel mm. California? I feel like Hotel California was more consistent. Yeah, how about then we bump up Hotel California by like 0.1 of a point, yep. 79.1. Sounds good to me. Yeah. So Hotel California, like it probably didn't have as many highs as Down with the Sickness yeah. did, but I didn't have like any songs where it's like, well, this 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 exists. Yeah, like this is disappointing. Yeah. Cool. All right. So with that being said, I do have a final album for us for first album week. Hmm. What is it? Curtis, are you ready for some hints? Give me the clues. Okay. First hint is June. June. Hmm. Hmm. Ah, uh, June. Summer. All right. How about let's uh, let's make a specific date, June sixth. Oh man. All right. All right. Is it Sabaton's first album? Yes, it's their first album, Primo Victoria. Victoria. I thought oh, this awesome. this works on multiple levels because we'll be recording it probably around the time of D Day. And it's their very first album. And much like Disturbed, we've reviewed them before. So it'll be fun to go back to their original album because it's a, there are some weird things on this album as well that they have Mm. not done it again. Sweet. So thanks again for joining us. Oh, and by the way, to our listeners, we recorded it, though we haven't posted yet, a new podcast about Rome. So after our next episode, episode, we'll probably transferring over a little bit more to that podcast yeah. but we'll still come back to the the music yeah. podcast we'll, we'll still be ranking some tunes we'll be ranking some tunes but once again thank you for joining us i'm bradley cooper and i'm curtis cooper stay ranking rank rank